What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Porn and the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and I'm glad to be back here with you. Um, this is actually going to be part one of uh, three that I'm going to do here over the course of the next week, um, because just I, I was just actually reading John 14, 6, um, where it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it really, uh, just, just that phrase, like just the first phrase, I am the way, like hit me differently in my quiet time than, um, than I've been hit in a while. And so I just stopped and I started thinking, Lord, what does it mean when Jesus says, I am the way? Like, what does it really, really mean to say, I am the way? And then, you know, I was thinking about it for my own life. I was thinking about it for my family's life, and then I was thinking about it for um, brothers in Christ, men in the church, who I'm passionate about um, ministering to, encouraging, um, pointing them to Christ. So I started thinking about it in the context of men in the church, and then even deeper, I started thinking about it uh, in regards to men who are struggling with pornography. But this message like applies to everyone. As a matter of fact, I, I, uh, yesterday morning when I wrote the first, when I was journaling this first part of it, I was just, I sent it to my family. I sent just a summary of what my thoughts were to my family. And so like, this is, this is relatable on any level, but I want to speak to you, brother in Christ who's struggling with pornography. Like today I want to speak to you. And so I hope my prayer is that you receive this, like that you ask the Lord to use his word to speak to you. And um, because this is what I've been doing in my own life and, and God has been, been um, really, really challenging me on a lot of fronts uh, in a lot of different ways. I don't know exactly how this is all going to turn out, like how he's challenging me, but I want to challenge you. And I want to show you, brother in Christ, who you can be, what Christ has for you, because at the, at the root of everything, like what I believe is the men who are listening to this podcast desire something greater for their life. Like instinctively, you know, because you've been called by Christ, that he has something greater for you than what you're currently experiencing, which is the circle of insanity, this pit you keep finding yourself in of shame, of pornography, like the same patterns over and over and over and over again. And brother, I hear you. Like, I get it. I know. Like, I'm not coming from a place of superiority. I'm not coming from a place of, I've got it all figured out. I'm coming from like a place of dependence on Christ to be, to be like my all sufficient treasure, my joy, my satisfaction. And so when Jesus says, I am the way, like, I think we need to pay a special 
like pay special attention to this. And so like the way, the way I've kind of titled this in my journal is I think there are three things that this phrase even like that I could point to in scripture and say this for this is what this phrase means. And the first one is what we're going to talk about today. And that is that the way is uncommon. Right? So when Jesus is talking here in context, he's essentially saying, he's talking about like nobody is going to come to the Father for eternal life, for salvation, except through me. He's, he's saying, I am the way to eternal salvation. So in context, this is absolutely talking about eternal life, right? And eternal joy in Christ. So, so we get that. We completely see that. And so I believe that there are brothers in Christ. I mean, if you're listening to this, you have found Christ as the way to the Father, and yet, and yet in your life, many of you have lost your way, right? So you're not experiencing the joy in Christ that lets you continue to say, he is the way and there's no other way for me. Because the way of Christ is not a one-time belief. It is a lifestyle. It is a calling on your life. Like when Christ called you to himself, he called you for a purpose. And it was not that you would be saved and then go about the rest of your life at all. Like the way, the way of Christ is with Christ as your way. It is an uncommon way. And I'm going to tell you, brother, it is even uncommon among the people of God. And so we're going to look at this. So let's look at what does the way mean? It is, first of all, like be, when, it, when I'm saying it's uncommon, the first thing I think about is it is denying yourself and dying to self on a day-by-day -day basis. Luke 9, 23 says, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me or follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Like, does that sound like a common way? Does that sound like the way of most people? If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Like this way, the way of Christ is not filled with masses, with the masses, but yet also, brother, this is good news for me and for you. It's not, it's also not filled with some elite man with supernatural special giftings that nobody else has. No, the, the man who knows the full joy of this way 
is uncommon because he is committed to the narrow path. Commitment to walking the narrow path is not a one-time decision that you make, and it's salvation. It is a daily dying and a daily walking. It is relentless forward progress. Yes, salvation is given to us not by our works, but by his. Yet few will enter by the narrow gate. Matthew 7 says, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it, enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. If you're a a true follower of Christ, then you are of the few. And then I would say it's even fewer that continue to walk on the narrow way, on the narrow path, through the narrow gate. Because when we look around at, I'm speaking specifically like in context, the American church, I'm thinking about the American church, like few enter through the narrow gate. This is about salvation. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, this is about salvation. Yet there's still a dying, daily dying and denying that we have to do. And to me, when I look around, fewer do this. Fewer men do this. Like fewer will strive and will toil and will fight to become the man that God created them to be. Like, don't you, like, if you were asking yourself, don't you desire something more for your life than, the, than what you're currently living? I know I do. Like, it will be much more acceptable to fit in with the world or the cultural Christian who sits next to us? Like, perhaps, perhaps we're hungering and thirsting for the wrong things. Maybe we're seeking and hungering and thirsting for the Christian spin on the American dream. But in the mind of Jesus, the narrow gate and the hard road was a beginning and not an end. That's why every man must count the cost of following Jesus. Luke 14, now great crowds accompanied him, and he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Verse 33, so therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. This is the narrow path. The the joy in Christ, the peace of Christ, the mind of Christ, the freedom and power of Christ to lead your family and to lead a movement is reserved for the uncommon man. This man sees daily life as a daily declaration of war. 
how do you like Spencer? Why are you saying this? Why, why do you sound so militant every time you get on this podcast and talk about, <laughs> talk about pornography or like, I'm looking, you may be saying in your mind, I'm looking for a tactical answer to how to stop looking at porn. And brother, let me tell you something. It is a daily denying yourself and a daily taking up your cross. But I will tell you, it's uncommon. And so you may, you may want to turn this off and you may want to go find somebody else who's going to tell you something else. But we're not after our own glory. We're not after making ourselves feel better. Like so many men look for freedom from pornography to make themselves feel better, look better, make their marriage better. Like if I can have just no porn, that means less guilt, less shame. But what, what I want for me and what I want for you, brother, is like a life on mission, following hard after Christ and going wherever he leads you. Like going wherever he calls you. And now I'm going to talk about that next episode because this is, there's going to be three episodes here just on this phrase where Jesus says, I am the way. What does the way mean? Well, number one, it means like this is, this way is uncommon. So when I say this man sees like brother, you need to see daily life as a daily declaration of war. Let me tell you what I mean. This is Timothy writing to, I mean, this is Paul writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Let me tell you, the world does not want you to do that. The world and your flesh and Satan, your three biggest obstacles, they do not want you to pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. They will do everything in their power to say, to get you to believe the lies and say, you know what, I'm, I'm okay where I am. I'm just going to do whatever, what I see everybody else doing. Verse 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul's life was a daily declaration of war. 1 Corinthians 9, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Paul is saying, for me to be of use to you, the church, I have to lead myself. I have to get up every single day and lead myself because how are you, how am I going to lead my family if I'm not leading myself? This 
is how we become hypocrites. And to some extent, we're all hypocrites. Like it's easier for me, it's easier for you to sit back and judge somebody else and point out their sin than it is to deal with the sin in your own life. Like I know this, man, I lived like this for years. And instead of using the word of God as a weapon against sin in our own life, we use the word of God as a weapon to blame everybody else for their problems and to blame everybody else for our problems and to point out faults in everybody else while we let ourselves slide easily by. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. We want to just be a good American Christian with no problems and no troubles and full bank accounts and a marriage that's okay. And if I can just have that, then I'll be satisfied. But I want to encourage you, brother, to pursue the uncommon life. Pursue the uncommon way. Fight for faith or the alternative is to be swallowed up by fear. And this is where many of you are today. Many of you are struggling with fear because you know, like you know what you need to be doing. You know what you need to be confessing. You know who you need to be talking to. Maybe you even know God's call on your life, but yet you're stuck in this pit of pornography and you're like, I, I can't be of any use. Pursue the uncommon life. Fight for faith. Run and train to receive the prize. Right? Like, I'm training for a race this Saturday, and, and I'm going to run it, and I'm going to receive a prize. But this is a perishable <laughs> prize. And guess what? Nobody cares. Like at the end of the day, my kids will probably take these medals when I'm gone and they'll put them in a box and throw them away. So this is what my life was meant to accomplish, my business accomplishments, accomplishments in the gym and my body. Like then it's, then it's worthless, really. Like if I'm training in the gym more than I'm training in righteousness, then how in the world am I ever going to expect to win the daily battle against my flesh? If I'm more committed to leading people at my work, at my job, than I am leading myself in holiness, disciplining my body for the glory of God, then should I expect victory? Paul worked to discipline his body so that he would not be disqualified for the prize. Like so many men are walking contradictions just like me, judging and comparing and lying and hiding. Don't think that Paul didn't wrestle with that temptation as well. Paul had to wake up every single day just like you and just like me, and he had to go to war. He had enemies 
without, and he had enemies within. For though we walk in the flesh, 2 Corinthians 10, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. How did Paul maintain this ruthless commitment to daily war, daily dying, daily forward progress? How did he maintain this like day after day, year after year? Was Paul perfect? No. Did he sin? Yes. But when we look at the life of Paul, there's one thing that we will, that we can say of him. It was the uncommon life. And it was uncommon because it was fully committed to what? The way. Jesus as the way. So how did he maintain this ruthless commitment of daily war, daily dying, daily forward progress? The answer, Jesus, this is, this is it. He knew who he was. His identity as the servant and soldier of Christ was secure. This is who he thought himself to be. He did not consider his own life or his possessions of any value compared to the call of Christ on his life. He considered himself dead to sin and alive to Christ, alive to God in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 6, 11. Like Jesus is the uncommon way for salvation and for daily victory. last passage I'll share with you here is 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. Again, Paul leaving instructions, this final letter. He says, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So the question is, are you living to please yourself or are you living to please the one who has enlisted you into this war? Are you living to please yourself so that you fit in, so that you look like everybody else looks? Or are you living to please the one who has enlisted you, like enlisted you, truly enlisted you. This, this is the uncommon way, brothers. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Eternally and today, for you today. Next, we're going to look at Jesus' statement as the way. So what else is the way? We looked at today that it is the uncommon way. Next, we're going to look at the truth that the way is uncomfortable. It's not only uncommon, it's uncomfortable. All right, brothers. 
I hope y'all have an incredible week this week. I pray that God would like shine the joy of Christ through the darkest sin that you're holding on to, no matter what you're struggling with, brother, like the blood of Christ cleanses you from all sin, but I'm going to implore you, like I'm going to beg you, stop hiding. Stop judging others. Stop comparing your life to others because the truth is every single one of us is messed up. You know, I, and, and, and I honestly, like, this is one of the things I want for this podcast or anything that I do with men is to just be super authentic and real. Because for me to sit up here, sit on this microphone and say that I've got it all together is a lie because I don't. I'm 50 and I'm figuring it out. I'm 50 and I struggle with sin. I'm 50 and I will continue to wrestle and struggle and toil and strive for this narrow way, this narrow path, the uncommon way, which is Christ. Like the crowds got smaller, not bigger. <laughs> the further, the closer he came to the cross, the crowds got slimmer and slimmer and slimmer until there was none, until they all ran away in the garden. So, all right, brother. Hope you have an awesome again week and I'll be back later this week with a new episode of porn and the gospel.